The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. We have everything we need to make decisions today. We have our lady walking with us. We have her wisdom. We have her messages. We have her way. And we have the people listening to her putting 80% into it, 50% into it, 30%. Some who are doing 100%, grown tired, grown 75%. And many just rejecting it. There's no other time in history when something that needs to be paid attention to is as now. Even in Jesus' days, he was starting a new something. Our Lady's coming to warn us, because man couldn't have destroyed the world back then. God could have flooded it like he did. But we are on the brink of things now in such a way that without Our Lady... The world would not exist had she not come. That's been stated by the visionary Yvonne. Our Lady has said, I've come to save the world. Separate from Yvonne in one of her messages. <clears throat> that being the case, we should be thoughtful. Are we thinking? 
are we a thinking, thoughtful people? It's Our Lady who said, reflect on your future. She wants you to focus on that. What are you going to do when the unemployment rate is 50%? Does that shock you? Is that not possible? There's people that's in the know that's saying this. Bob Weedier, who wrote the book Aftershock, was interviewed by Newsmax. He said 50, 50% unemployment rates are in our future. 50%. CNN did a poll, and I can't stand polls because most of them are used to manipulate, but this is a neutral in what its information is seeking. It's 48% of American people see our country headed into a second great depression in the next year or two. So if everybody's feeling this, everybody's sensing this, what are you doing about it now? Just take the one example of 50% unemployment. I, I believe that. I, I, that doesn't give me any problem. But if it does you, let's go along with the idea that, yes, that's going to happen. What would you do now if you knew a year from now, two years from now, that we would have 50% unemployment? that half of you listening to this will not have a job. You think, well, I'm going to keep my job the way I've got it. I'll keep it. Yeah, but if 50% of the people are unemployed, that means a large portion of those who are coming to you for whatever your occupation may be will be weakened also. So you won't have the resources you have coming in now as you might could have. So everybody, 100% has got to think about this. It doesn't hurt anything to be prepared, and it doesn't happen. It hurts and affects everything if you're not prepared, and it does happen. So you can't lose. So Bob Breeder's statement, 50% unemployment coming, what would be the moves that you should start making today? That's how you need to think to reflect on your future. I'll tell you one thing. If I was going to be unemployed... I would do exactly what I've done for the last 30, 40 years. Which is have no debt, own the roof over my head, own my own land, have my own cattle, the own means to feed myself. And that's what this show's about. We've been leading people to this. Don't depend on anything outside of what you need to put shelter over your your head and food in your mouth. Those two things are important, critically important for the future. And you need to run to that as fast as you can, not in panic. It does you no good to panic. And there's reasons to panic. If it takes that to, that to motivate you, do it. Panic when things crash and you haven't done anything. That's when you better watch it. I just finished the words of the harvester. It's a very important words of the harvester. It's on the press right now at this moment. Uh, be going in the mail tomorrow. We might put it online. Sometimes we do the Words of Harvester that way. Words of Harvester is a, a news publication letter, newsletter, or writing. I don't want to even degrade what it is because it's about all these messages. It's a writing. And to me, it's no different from the early letters of the church to the people. We have the fortunate blessing of being into the messages all day long. It's our life. It's what we've, we've incorporated into life. Yvonne was just told, build them into your life. For us, not for Yvonne. This was a message for us. He's got any, no more claim to the message in, in, as far as our right to it than you and I have. 
So they told us to build them into life. And so we're building this into life. We begin to see things we need to act on. And so 50% unemployment is something that will shake you. If you're going to be the other side of the other half that's still employed, what are you going to be doing? Are you going to be half your income's gone? So be thinking this way. What should you do now at this moment? First thing is, if the ship's got a hole in it, things going down, what do you, what do you go after? You know, well, first of all, it would be whatever cash you have, whatever investments you have, whatever money that you can free up real quickly, whatever you don't need, you can sell quickly and turn that and transmit that in something and put it into something that's going to protect you. And of course, that's the miraculous measure metal round, the silver one ounce round, because this is something that will have value when everything else goes away. Okay, But that's not to keep it or safeguard it. That's to give you the ability to have something to transmit when we go through inflation and the dollar's not worth anything anymore and your investments have gone sour. In case nobody's not noticed it, silver doesn't sour. Silver won't burn. It might melt. The dollar will burn. And economically, it's burning. So Bob Weeder did an interview with Newsmax uh, magazine. So here's a quote from him, or some quotes from this article. He says, I dedicate my entire chapter, or rather, I dedicated an entire chapter of the new edition of Aftershock to inflation. And it's a very serious issue which needs a very long discussion. But I'll say that by the end of 2012, we will likely start to see the first signs of aggressive aggressive inflation. I'm talking about 10% using the Fed's calculations, which we all know are drastically underestimated. And from 2013 through 2016, it's going to get much worse. Newsmax asks Bob, they say 100% for three consecutive years. Actually, uh, I skipped one, one quote. Uh, he says, Bob Weeder says, says, but we will absolutely see 100% annual inflation for three years, consecutive stretch. And of course, Newsmax is shocked by this. And 100% for three consecutive years, that seems unfindable. Isn't that extreme? He responds, for Americans it is. But what many don't know is that the most damage will be felt between 10 and 20, maybe 30% inflation. After you get past 30%, it'll just be bad all over. You eventually become numb to the effects because there isn't much left to take you from that point. So here we have people now saying what they wouldn't say a year ago, three years ago. We were seeing this 25 years ago. We were making decisions that we needed to do what, when I'm asking you, 5% uh, or much of our percentage of, of what we do in getting away from the dollar to grow toward the, the independence of the dollar. And I know what Jones got now 
we'll talk more about that and and explain that even further. This is an article entitled 18 Signs That Global Financial Markets Smell Blood in the Water. And it has a big picture of a shark starting the article. Can you smell it? There is blood in the water. Global financial markets are in turmoil. Banking stocks are getting slaughtered right now. European bond yields are absolutely soaring. Major corporations are announcing huge layoffs. The entire global financial system appears to be racing towards another major crisis. So could we potentially see a repeat of 2008? Sadly, when the next big financial crisis happens, it might be worse than 2008. Back in the middle of 2008, the U.S. national debt was less than $10 trillion. Today, it is over $14 trillion. Back in 2008, none of the countries in the EU were on the verge of financial collapse. Today, several of them are. This time, if the global financial system starts falling apart, the big governments around the world are not going to be able to do nearly as much to support it. That is why what is happening right now is so alarming. As signs of weakness spread, the short sellers and the speculators are starting to circle. They can smell the money. Back in 2008, bank stocks led the decline. Today, that appears to be happening again. The too big to fall banks are getting absolutely pummeled right now. Most people don't have much sympathy for the banksters, but if we do see a repeat of 2008, they are going to be cutting off credit and begging for massive bailouts once again, and that would not be good news for the economy. In Europe, the EU sovereign debt crisis just seems to get worse by the day. Bond yields for the PIIGS are going haywire. The higher the yields go, the worse the crisis is going to get. Meanwhile, as I have written about previously, a bad mood has descended on world financial markets. Pessimism is everywhere, and fear is spreading. The short sellers and the speculators are eager to jump on any sign of weakness. Investors all over the globe are extremely nervous right now. So what happens next? Well, nobody knows for sure. But things certainly do not look good. The following are 18 signs that global financial markets smell blood in the water. Number one, banks' stocks are absolutely getting hammered right now. Bank of America hit a 52-week low on Monday. Bank of America shares declined 4% to $9.61. Number two, so far this year, Bank of America stock is down about 27%. Number three, Bloomberg is reporting that Bank of America may be forced to increase its capital cushion by $50 billion. Number four, shares of Goldman Sachs and Morgan Stanley are near two-year lows. Number five, shares in Citigroup fell 2.5% on Monday. Number six, Moody's recently warned that it may be forced to downgrade the debt ratings of Bank of America, Citigroup, and Wells Fargo. Number seven, Barclays Capital, Goldman Sachs, Bank of America, J.P. Morgan Chase, and Morgan Stanley are all either considering staff cuts or are already laying workers off. Number eight, the Deputy European Director of the International Monetary Fund says that the Greek 
debt crisis is on a knife's edge. Number nine, Moody's has slashed Ireland's bond rating all the way to junk status. Number ten, the yield on two-year Portuguese bonds is now over 20%. The yield on two-year Irish bonds is now over 23%. And the yield on two-year Greek bonds is now over 35%. Number 11, shares of Italy's largest bank dropped by a whopping 6.4% on Monday. Number 12, on Monday, the yield on 10-year Italian bonds was the highest it has been since the euro was adopted. Number 13, on Monday, the yield on 10-year Spanish bonds was also the highest it has been since the euro was adopted. Number 14, shares of Germany's largest bank fell by a staggering 7% on Monday and are down a total of 22% so far this month. Number 15, Citigroup's chief economist, William Butler, says that without direct intervention by the ECB, there's going to be a wave of sovereign defaults across Europe. Number 16, Cisco has announced plans to act 16% of its workers. Number 17, Borders Group has announced that it will be liquidating all remaining assets. That means that 399 stores will be closed and 10,700 workers will lose their jobs. Number 18, during times of great crisis, many investors seek safe havens for their money. On Monday, the price of gold shot past $1,600 an ounce. These are not normal financial times. The worldwide debt bubble is starting to burst, and nobody's quite sure what is going to happen next. Certainly, we are going to continue to see financial authorities all over the world do their best to keep the system going. But as we saw in 2008, things can spiral out of control very quickly. Just remember, back at the beginning of 2008, very few people would have ever imagined that the biggest financial institutions in America would be begging for hundreds of billions of dollars in bailouts by the end of that year. When confidence disappears... The game can change very quickly. To the vast majority of economists, it would have been unimaginable that the yield on two-year Greek bonds would be over 35% in mid-2011. But here we are. The entire global financial system is a house of cards built on a foundation of sand. It is more vulnerable today than it has been at any other time since World War II. When a couple of major dominoes fall, it is likely to set off a massive chain reaction. The global financial system of today was not designed with safety and security in mind. It was designed for greedy people to be able to make as much money as possible as quickly as possible. The banksters don't care about the greater good of mankind. What they care about is making huge piles of cash. There is way too much risk, way too much debt, and way too much leverage in the global financial marketplace. You would have thought that 2008 should have been a major wake-up call for financial authorities around the world, but very few significant changes have been made since that time. The financial news is just going to keep getting worse. The financial system is simply unsustainable. It is fundamentally unsound. The reality is that financial bubbles cannot keep expanding forever. Eventually, they must burst. Over the next few weeks, keep a close eye on banking stocks and keep a close eye on European bond yields. Hopefully, things will stabilize. Hopefully, 
The next wave of the financial collapse is not about to hit us. Hopefully, the entire global financial system is not on the verge of a major implosion. But you might want to get prepared just in case. And at the end, there was a feedback from this article saying, Lots of regular people who are not paranoid have really been catching on this summer. There is a feeling that the party is over. The economy is just too wrong in too many ways now. I do feel that we are going to see some good come from this. The decadence is coming to an end as well. But I was asked for money at the gas station this evening. I feel that the USA will come back someday, but it will take a lot of trial and trouble to put the decency back in this troubled nation. I hope it will not get so bad that people are hurt. So long as no one is injured, the money is just money after all. Well, this is a good testament as far as um, the summation of really where we're headed and what's going on. And we have to look at the facts, the cold facts, not, not theories, of where we are. And there's a lot of people not doing that. They're still clinging to the hope. He actually ended this saying, well, he hopes for this and hopes for that. I don't have any hope. You know, we're supposed to hope for everything, but I don't have hope for the economy coming back as we've known it. Why? Because our lady's here. She's come to show us another, a new way of life. The only thing I disagree with this, he said that the global economy is more vulnerable than ever since World War II. This is not true. I understand what he's trying to project and the ideas he's trying to put forth. But we've never been this vulnerable. Never in the history of the world has people been this vulnerable. Never have been people so far from the soil with the capability, of, uh, the incapability of feeding themselves. 1900, over 90% of the people claimed to be first in the occupation of sustaining themselves by farming. They grew. They ate what they grew. They, they produced what they did could build their houses, however, they, that was in their own farm or subsistence, a grand way of life. 90% of the people. By 1990, it reversed. Less than 1% of the people. And 1990 is ages ago compared to 21 years now, later than 1990, here in 2011. We don't have the capability of sustaining ourselves. We're in serious, serious trouble. Economic collapses have happened throughout history, often every 70 years cycles from the Roman Empire days. And what happened in those days? People just got their shovel out and just put their back into it and, and started scrounging the way of life back out of the ground. If this happens now and suddenly you're out of work and 50% of the people in the next couple of years go out and then what business they were given to you or what you were doing, whether you work for the county or whether you work for the corporation, Everything is cut, which leads to more unemployment. So the way to employ now yourselves is to be doing what you can do to make sure you can sustain yourself. It's absolutely urgent and important that you do this. Our lady said, look at the signs of the times. Are we going to continue to blind ourselves? And look at this. Frank, I know you're there. We were talking earlier before we started about uh, something that happened yesterday that I think was very interesting and very telling of why silver is where it is and why hasn't it gone up and stayed up, which is going to eventually. But I think this is a real uh, important thing that you 
you illuminated, illuminated us to before the show began. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a good friend of mine sent me an audio uh, about what happened. It was actually Tuesday um, where it was the, the person doing this audio was saying, you know, I think it was called caught in the act or, um, you know, caught red-handed. Obvious, obvious manipulation uh, in the price of, of silver. And right now we're at a point where there's more contracts and options sold for gold at 1600 and a and an option is is the you you for a fraction of the price of that that metal this option would be for gold you can buy an option to purchase this gold at 1600 and so many people have done this and the ones that sold it thought well gold is going to um close below 1600 and a lot of them that sell it know it's going to close under 1600 because they control the markets in in a fiat money system, as we said, all markets are manipulated by paper. And so, but there was this front selling in the case of silver. Forty dollars silver is also being defended. There's also a line draw, and there's a there, there's a real battle and a real war going on to suppress these prices. So, fifty thousand contracts was sold in one minute. This is two hundred fifty million ounces, or at forty dollars, ten billion dollars worth of silver. Almost half the entire year mine supply was sold in one minute. Sixty seconds. So that would be one individual that did that then. And, and certainly or one entity or um or it could it could be coercion, um, because there was front running the selling and and what that means is is that these local traders like Andrew McGuire uh said that he would, you know, talk to these JP Morgan traders and they'd tell him exactly where the market was going. And so he'd position himself in in front of this trade. Well, now this could be the biggest double cross of the the big money handing the, the shorts over to these guys that have been, made money running with them. Uh, this looks to me like it's about to explode, and I don't I don't predict anything. And don't don't get me wrong when I say this that I'm predicting anything. But I tell young people because this has happened before, and when I talk to people that work for me, and and uh, especially young people because. Um, they have, you know, uh, to live with these these maladjusted systems for a long time. You know, you plan right now that silver is going to be four hundred dollars in December. What would you want it to have done? And I'm not predicting that. I'm just telling you. In 1979, if you think you know our problems are nothing in 2008 compared to how they are now, they were nothing in 1980. That's where they are now. Silver went from five dollars to fifty dollars uh, from this time in 79 to January in 1980. So it's, so, and when you talk about analysts and you say... So you're, you know, t- you're talking about, clarify that, you're talking about uh, <clears throat> if it happened from now, this August or July to January, yeah, gen- to January, that would go to $400. Yeah, just okay. because I'm not saying it'll do that, but, but it went 10 times in that period of time when things weren't, it, you know... When I read things, and, and you uh, quoted, you know, these analysts, and they, you know, um, you know, I respect their work. I, I read all of them. Uh, but, you know, 10% inflation next year, that, I mean, that's hopeful. That'd be the greatest thing that could happen. I mean, that's the best-case scenario for me. Don't get, don't get complacent or feel like because this analyst is saying this or this analyst is saying we have time. There was no analyst in the time of Noah that was sensitive enough to the Holy Spirit to see what Noah was seeing. Um, and 
and there's no analysts in the world today that can see what you are seeing. If you were listening to Our Lady's messages, putting Our Lady's messages into life, uh, you know, the great St. Louis de Montfort longed to be in these times. They gave us true devotion. He wished he was here where we are. You know, we have an opportunity to, um, to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit through Our Lady's messages to give us more information than any analyst can predict. And um, we should be able to say that this is unsustainable, and because this guy says it's going to happen five years from now, this guy says it's going to happen next year, uh, Our Lady is telling us, prepare now. Well, Bob Weider is saying you're going to see, by, by the end of 2012, you're going to see uh, the Fed's calculations is 10%. He says they're underestimating that. We know that. But he's saying you're going to see it uh, begin there. You're going to see 2013, 2016, you're going to see 100% inflation for three consecutive years each year, 100% each year. So if a gallon of gasoline costs you $5, plant it the next year, costs $10, next uh, $20. So it's not going to go up just $5. It'll be $20. It'll be $30. And don't think that can't happen. These, these, because the, the signs are there for that to be. And by preparing yourself and getting further away from the system, what are you losing? Nothing. There is nothing to lose by doing what we're showing you to do biblically and by our Lady's messages. And when we say messages, we mean live a holy life, do the will of God. And it's not God's will for us to be participating in the system and contributing to the system that has a judgment against it that's coming down because of that. So get away from it for your own well-being, physically and spiritually. But I want to bring some clarity to what you were talking about, about this 250 million ounces. So let me just recover that. So one guy or one entity, one entity means that it could be a, a bank or a corporation, took 250 million ounces, or rather, let's say it this way. Say they bought it $37 two weeks ago or a week ago, 250 million ounces. Buying that much silver helps it to go up. It hits $40, and in 60 seconds, they flood it and sell it to make it go down so they can make 3 or $4. So if you make 3 or $4 off of 250 million ounces, you made almost a billion dollars. So they pick up a billion dollars. Then it makes the price drop down, maybe back down Thirty-five, thirty-six uh, dollars, and then they rebuy it there, and then they do this again. So this is what's happening. See, but this is all false because they never owned silver. They they bought it on paper. The paper, when Frank saying paper, they bought the paper. They never took possession of it. They never even had to pay the money because they usually got thirty days before they even have to pay it. Or if it drops a certain amount, they don't even have to pay that. If it's going up, they don't have to pay it. Uh, I'm simplifying that, but that's basically how it works. So they don't even top any money. They gotta have the the backing of the money to do that, yes. But it's easy when you got that money to pick up a billion dollars in just a week or so. But what happened? The big big thing that happened with this is to show you that when they tried to short this by buying it at forty dollars and dumping it, it didn't drop. Selling two hundred fifty million ounces, which is what Frank said, a, a whole year supply or half a year supply, whatever you said, I don't remember. But it didn't drop the price of silver that much. How much did you say it dropped? Forty cents? Probably forty cents after that sell. It looked like there might have been maybe fifty, sixty cents of front front running selling, and then. It, um, and the big point to make here is that 
there's buyers there. The, the people ran to buy what they were selling, which usually would drop and drop and drop until it got so low, people would come in. They There's so many people waiting to buy that they bought that. Now, some of those on paper, and if you buy it on paper, you're going to get burned because these big bigwigs are dumping this and taking your money from you, and you lose out. So you don't want to do that. The only way to do it is take possession. Now, if you take possession of silver, and you've got a million dollars in the bank, and there's people calling Frank that's got a million dollars they're putting in the silver. This is not uncommon. Some people only have a $1,000. But they take possession of the silver. You don't care whether that 40 cents went up and down or where it is, because you're buying it long-term one uh, long term for transitional purposes to safeguard what you have. So when we hit in 2012, this inflation, or 2015, your your silver goes with that or either exceeds that, and you're protected. Now, you're not going to be protected by just protecting your wealth because this is not what this is about. I want to be very clear. Our program is not about encouraging you to buy silver. It's not about our lady saying she's telling you to go buy silver. Our lady is saying... I want you to convert people. I want it through your light that shines through your conversion. We know she gave us a miraculous medal. We know that she said in 89 to Maria in Medjugorje, she recommissioned the the, uh, the miraculous medal from Rudolph Parish, France, where St. Catherine received it. We came up with the concept, hey, this is in the way of getting back to an agreeing way of life, uh, getting off out of debt, that's all biblical principles. What if we put the miraculous metal on a one ounce piece that uh, a round, a silver piece, that's 9.999% silver, or really 100% silver, basically. And that one ounce round would hold the, what they have in the stock markets or the cash or investments or whatever you've got or whatever you sell, you put it into that and you safeguard what you have and you use the wealth that God's given to you, big or small, for the purpose of conversion. Because it has the Marcus metal on it. When that one ounce piece gets out there, it gets in the hands of somebody that's going to have it when distribution. And it's very easily to transmit this back into cash. If you've got to go suddenly buy a car because yours got wrecked and you didn't have insurance, but you have silver, you can go cash it in one day and get cash back for it. And chances are it's going to be a lot, a lot more than what you paid for it, especially if you're holding it. Long term, and we ride through this fake stuff that's going to go away. That said, seeking first God's kingdom and his righteousness, everything be given to you besides. Seek first to use your money, put the miraculous medal on it, and spread Medjugorje, because there's information on the round about Medjugorje. And everybody sees this round, loves it. Everybody's done it. It's in peace. And they feel they've been able to go to bed at night and sleep in peace than worrying about, oh, I've got $100,000 investment, or i got my retirement, it's going to be there. It's in your possession, underneath your autonomy, and nobody else can have access to it or manipulate it. They can do all they want to on paper, but you want to be in a position you don't have to get rid of it on an immediate basis. So if you want to wait six months and you get past where it is, you, you have everything there. It's a win-win so this, this game that they just played the other day is really something that really exposes why this silver per ounce isn't $75 an ounce. It should be. It should be way more than that. And it's going to go there eventually. So God corrects things that's not of him. The weight of the sin of the culture will collapse itself. It's going to self-destruct. We see every indication, every sign pointing to this. There was a, 
a statement put out by the Just uh, Center for a Just Society. It says that even now, they seem to be operating under the deluded, talking about really people and the, the financial markets, even now they seem to be operating under the deluded assumption that there is a painless path out of the financial quagmire America has gotten itself into. We think we're going to recover without pain and suffering. No way. No pain, no gain. He goes on and says, We are in a rude awakening. Truth be told, it will be impossible to undo the damage that's been done to our government, our economy, our culture, without significant sacrifice, prolonged hardship, and a radical attitude adjustment. We're going to see a radical attitude adjustment. You're going to say, well, I ain't going to do this. I'm not going to. You're going to be forced to do it. It's not your choice. You have choice now. This is the time to do it. How you do it? Bite the bullet. He goes on and says, at least, however, we are still at the point where we have the liberty to decide how we want to bite the bullet. Delay much longer. And we run the danger of hitting the bottom so hard that recovery becomes impossible. Get through the door of the building now when you first see the fire. Don't wait till 500 try to squeeze through the door. Only so many people get out, the rest will be burned. Everything is there. We're giving you solid logic that you can reason out that you can't deny. And if it doesn't happen, again, you've lost nothing but made yourself more secure by being out of debt, more secure in having the capability of feeding yourself, more healthy food, more joyful, more simple life our lady calls us to. Our lady calls us to the simple life. What is it that would make you think of a simple life? The culture right now is too complex. It's, people can't even get their own money and invest it. they got financial advisors who's, who's a major contributor to the problem we've got right now. Get away from these people and go biblical. Go Our Lady. Go that way. Frank, you want to add to that? Yeah, um, another thing, just to let people know how how small the physical silver market is, and, and um, you know, I think in terms of God made silver to be money for the whole world, and the whole world thinks paper is money, and so the, the, the whole thing to me is, is ridiculous. It's the, the paper fantasy and where we are, it's, it's ridiculous and very dangerous. But to give you an idea of how small this market is, at Global Silver Investors, what the alleged demand for physical silver is, world demand, this three- or four-year average should be about 100 million ounces, and this is growing. But we did well over 1% of the entire world global demand for physical silver in miraculous metals. 1%. And this is the first year after this, you know, most important book, it ain't going to happen. It's been released the first year, and we're picking up. We actually have. We're actually getting into um, very good volume for this time of year, and I would expect we'll be way ahead of last year's pace by the fall. We're of course have had a last year's pace now in the summer, um, but uh, but this tells you how tight the market is and how glorious the times that we live in, and how glorious this opportunity is. Um, you know, what you wrote in the book, you know, Louis de Montfort longed for these times, and we we just can't imagine the glory of being able to uh, evangelize in a new way, 
and evangelize this book, evangelize uh, the miraculous metal round by getting it struck and um, safeguarding what you have and, and uh, you know, waiting for, for further instructions, I say. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, let me, let me bring that to even more light. We're talking about over one million, well over now, one million one-ounce rounds has been exchanged. Not sold. It's been exchanged for the dollars that people have. In exchange, they got the silver back. You didn't change anything. You didn't buy anything. What you've done, though, is you turned that and all the, those funds into something that bring conversion. Now, 1%, you could say, well, 1% on 100 is not a big deal. We're responsible for 1% of all the coinage. I don't know if that's the right way you say it, or the silver rounds that's been sold in the whole world. That's a pretty remarkable thing for our lady's hand to be in something that's promoting what she's doing and change it from a purely secular uh, object into something religious. And how many people that distribute to? And that's not counting the uh, lower denominations or the um, fractionals, which would be 50 cent pieces, 25 cent and 10, 10, 10, 10, uh, tenths. Yeah. Tense. Yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't. How many? How many of those been exchanged for cash? Do we well, have a number? Gonna, that's going to take some work. Uh, you don't believe how efficiency, how efficiently we've done this, or how many people are in the office sometimes that have done, <laughs> have done this work. But but uh, a lot, a lot. So, because tenths go out with with almost every uh, every purchase because we use the tenths to um, to make the change for the the shipping and insurance. So you know. Um, I'll have to figure it out, but it's well. The point I want to make. The point I want to make is is this: is that we, our lady has, our lady wants us in this time to use new methods of evangelization. Uh, the saints have written about that. There'd come a time when people had new 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 methods, and everybody thinks TV. That forget that garbage. That's not that's not it. The new methods is billboards. We've had so many people convert to the billboard program. It's unbelievable. So many other projects we've done. His sponsors done this. When, when through prayer, it was conceived about this whole project of designing this round, walking through this thing, and uh, and I called Frank, chose him to, to to distribute it. We didn't know the impact would be one percent of the world's whole uh, rounds produced for this year. Knowing that we'd go in ten printings in one year, would think going to happen, but. God's blessed it. God's graced it. Some people may not like it. Some people have scruples. I wrote a chapter in the book called Scruples because I knew some people saying, well, we shouldn't be doing this. Oh, you don't have any problem with everybody else doing what their thing is, promoting every filth and vileness out there. But we can't hitchhike on exchange. We put in God we trust on our dollars. We can't put the max metal on a one-ounce silver piece and change that. Instead of having silver bars or liberty dollar in something religious, and something that we know a grace is attached to. We know that. It's 150 years plus proven that. Why should it not be done? And I knew we'd get criticism. I knew people would object. I know people would twist it and change it into something else, and people are doing that. But by and large, by and large, those people are a small minority. The masses get it. And the ones who are getting it have cleared out everything that they have and put it into the miraculous metal medjugorje around for good reason for not just selfish but to turn what they have in to turn into conversion of others and so when that street gang member 
gets one ounce of a piece and wears it around his necks, he's wearing conversion. And the book shows that. The book will tell you right in the beginning of it ain't going to happen about a tremendous conversion. It happened just about that way. And so we are looking at new methods. How do we reach people? How do we get down to the alleys? How do we get in avenues? How do we get to the atheists and non-believers? The Christians, more so than the atheists, because they're the first that need to convert. And that's what this is doing. It's a beautiful project. It's a very powerful project. We see many conversions and many more coming. Frank, we're out of time. How did they get a hold of you? Yeah, you can call us uh, toll-free, 877-936-7686. You can also reach us by email at globalsilverinvestors at yahoo.com. Uh, and, um, the website is globalsilverinvestors.com. And uh, the phone number again is 877-936-7686. And if you didn't get that, you can call Caritas. We can give you Frank's numbers at Global Silver, and he can answer any other questions you have or any things that you have concern about. And so it's important to get this out. We don't have any more time. We can say, well, yeah, the economy's going to continue as about where it is right now for another year. But do you understand when I say you don't have no time? At this second, you have no more time because you're going to need a year. Hopefully we'll have two more years. You're going to need two more years. And you won't have enough time to position yourself where you need to be. We still, as a community and a body of people, following Our Lady every day, throughout our whole day, living the messages incorporated, built into our life, are not where we need to be. And as Our Lady says, be ready. To be ready, you have to start to be ready. This is the second, not tomorrow. When you hear the show, the biggest thing you do is get people around you to start changing to do the same thing. Download this. Get CDs of this. Go buy a hundred of them. Call Caritas and, and get a hundred. We give them to your cost. You can get them less than probably 50, 60 cents a piece for that case. Distribute this. People at your office. Don't matter if they believe in Our Lady or not or whether they do. The, the facts the facts. Spread this so God's people can get in a position to help those people who aren't God's people right now. Even though they are, they don't know it. They, don't, they reject God. And you need to position yourself. You need to be ready. And that time to be ready is right now. Don't delay. Choose now how you'll bite the bullet and how you're going to do it. We wish you, Our Lady. We love you. Goodbye. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional.